Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Veil. Um, to kickstart the new year, I have an esteemed guest with me. My sister Becky is here to help me out with today's episode. Hello everyone, it's very nice to be welcomed onto the podcast. <laughs> Today we wanted to mix both of our favourite subjects. So Becky does history and we thought maybe we'd go a bit further back than our usual episodes. So we're going to be covering The Princes in the Tower. Yep, it's, uh, as far as conspiracies go, it's up there in terms of the historical front. Yeah, definitely. I'd um, say most people know about it. Yeah, I'd say that it's pretty famous. Lots of different ideas that we can get into. So yeah, let's see how this goes. Okay, let's go beyond the veil. So, the story of the Princes in the Tower takes place during the War of the Roses, which was a series of battles, political upheavals and murders which spanned 200 years and cost the lives of thousands of people. I think it's important to add in terms of the context that I guess something that we'll be doing slightly differently is we will be looking into a society that's very different from our own. So you have to bear in mind that whilst these are people similar to ourselves in some respect, they lived entirely different lives with different aims, different expectations. Mm. You know, normalised then, so... Well, I wouldn't say... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, um, is that they definitely viewed it differently than we do. But that's a whole different thing. But yeah, just bear in mind that they don't have the same expectations that we do. So some things that we might find horrific, they might find less so, and it goes the other way too. So just to set the scene before the actual event, uh, the year is 1483. Uh, Edward IV has just died, and a crisis of succession begins as he left no instructions as to what should happen after he died. And it's impossible to actually say if he left a will or what was in it because... The document didn't survive, and we actually have loads of wills in archives, etc. But for whatever reason, his wasn't preserved, so we can't see what he wanted to happen, what he expected. Surely it's like commonplace for a king to have a very explicit will, considering he's the king, and well, they die a lot. Well, anyone who owned a goat, to be honest, pretty much wrote a will. So, sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird that we don't have any idea because you'd have thought they'd have written it down. Maybe someone just burnt it. They just didn't agree. Maybe. Maybe we should add that to the conspiracies. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just couldn't be asked. I, I'm actually a believer that you just couldn't be bothered. He <laughs> was like, you know <laughs> what? Let's let's fuck some shit up. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if you think about it, you're not going to be there, so it's not really that deep. Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a bit like, hmm, my son is 12. Maybe I should help him out. Not, lol, let's see how he does. Maybe he was really annoying to him. Yeah, maybe. I just, yeah. I mean, by the time he died, Edward IV, he'd had a very difficult period in his life when he was fighting for his throne. You know, he was usur- he was a usurper and then he was usurped, so he was crowned twice. So it's a bit unusual as far as kings go. Um, but the later years in his life, you know, he'd grown older and no one's actually sure what he died of. He didn't die in battle, which, considering that at least three of his siblings did... That's that's saying something. <laughs> mm. And his father and, you know, a lot of his immediate relations died horrifically and he didn't, so. Do you think someone has the right to be annoyed if they're a usurper and then they get usurped? <laughs> I don't know, actually. That's, you know, turnabout's fair play. So I wonder if he was like, yeah, fair. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Can't, also, can't I'm be gonna kill you now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right. So at this time, there are two factions in power. There's Edward the Fourth's wife's family, the Woodvilles, and then the other side is Edward the Fourth's brother, Richard, Duke of Gloucester. So that's um, that's was Edward the Fourth's younger brother. And he's the only brother that still survived. And, um, yeah, so he was very successful. He was a hero on the north. He'd fought serious battles. He'd fought behind Edward IV. was incredibly loyal compared to his other uh, brother, George, Duke of Clarence, who was the one that was murdered in a vat of wine, supposedly. That's a pretty cool death. Well, apparently he joked that that would be the perfect way to die. So people say that's how he died but it's kind of it's, it's giving thomas beckett <laughs> same energy as that to be honest yeah i know it kind of sounds like the beginning of a joke doesn't it yeah like that's like someone saying oh we like you know best death death by chocolate and then someone just starts shoving like <laughs> chocolate down their throat like what i know i mean that must have got some serious acid but do you think he actually drank it or do you think he... i don't know i mean what would you do in that situation just well i don't like wine yeah, I think it was mulled wine as well, so it's like... That's vile. It's spicy. Well, spicy. It's, <laughs> it's warm and spicy on his eyes. That's awful. I yeah, his eyes not a pleasant death, but, you know, he, in my opinion, he was, he was a bit of a... Very festive. bit of a knob. Yeah, it was a bit festive, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so Richard Duke Gloucester, this great hero, up to this point, everybody kind of loves him, except for the Woodvilles, obviously. And these two are sort of... You know, they're trying to get into position. They're trying to get power. And as as we've said, we have no idea where Edward the Fourth wanted. We don't know whether he wanted the Woodvilles in power or if he wanted his brother in power or if he wanted them to share. So we're not exactly sure how it was supposed to fall out, but the effect of what happened is, well, yeah, a catastrophe. I mean, when a king dies, as with Elizabeth, when the Queen, our Elizabeth, died, you know, it passes to Charles. That's just how it's supposed to be. It's just supposed to pass to the oldest son. There's not supposed to be this hysteria, you know. Mm. But that wasn't the case for but this time. Well, he's an idiot, so that happened. Yeah, well, if he did, it was obviously not preserved very well. Maybe he had written it on a post-it note. <laughs> Maybe. Mm. Well, scribbled it as he was dying. Yeah, just stuck it, <laughs> stuck it to like the four-poster bed leg thing. Well, I don't know, maybe someone didn't realise it was his will and just used it to wipe their nose or something. Is that a leg? Is what a leg? You know the bit on a four-poster bed that like, sticks up? Yeah, there's four. Yeah, but surely it's not a leg. Oh, no, it's, it's not, not a leg, it's a poster. No, it's not a poster. <laughs> it's a poster. <laughs> it's uh, a banister. He's got his Brad Pitt poster up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a post, isn't it, because it's a four. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay, yeah. so Edward has two sons. Um, and quite a few daughters actually but he has two sons the oldest Edward who at the time was 12 and the younger Richard so just in case you haven't already caught on a lot of like royal houses at this time they use literally the same five names it's like George, Richard, Edward, Henry and that's literally it so if you get confused don't worry I'm sure they were all the time they needed to spice things up a bit didn't they have a couple of bills in there well, yeah, oh yeah William just Bill just Bill <laughs> Um, we could do old Richard and young Richard. Yeah, we could do. Yeah, then we didn't think of that earlier. We decided to have a rog. I quite like. Yeah, and just just so you know, in our notes, Richard of Gloucester is rog. So here, say rog. That's why. 
yeah, we'll say we'll say old Richard and young Richard. So, and the women do it as well. They're all called Elizabeth, Mary, or Margaret. You know, you just have to get your head round it. Cool. But yeah, they needed to get some. They needed to get a bit of diversity in there, really. So whilst Edward, this is Prince Edward, was on his way to London from Wales, he was intercepted by his uncle Richard and placed in protective custody in the Tower of London. I mean, it's plausible. He's a young king. You know, like, ten minutes ago, the whole country was fighting over nothing and, well, everything. And so, you know... Medieval witsick. <laughs> yeah. But, if, I mean, if my uncle came up to me and was like, lol, go in this tower, I'd be like, fuck off. Yeah, true. I mean, I feel like if anyone says to you, hey, do you fancy going in the Tower of London? I'd be like, no. No, I mean, yeah, they, they had, like, royal suites and that, but, you know... There's, there's more to it, which we can't go into, but that's the general idea. Had it been a prison at this point before? It is a prison. It's if it's, It also has um, royal apartments. I was going to say, because I know it kind of, like, danced between uses for a bit. It's, it's, it's got, yeah, I mean, it's it's a royal apartment, so you, the royal family have stayed there. I'm pretty sure Queen Elizabeth, Edward IV's wife, stayed there during one of the rebellions against her husband. And, yeah, but it was also a prison, so especially a lot of, like, important prisoners... I kept that. It's like a luxury prison, isn't it? Yeah, I mean the standards that some of them, the, some of the prisoners had, were pretty luxurious. You know, they'd have good food, they'd have their servants. You know, but as time went on for these princes, servants are dismissed. They're not. Well, we'll get into it. But yeah, gradually, the luxury that they were probably used to starts to diminish. Mm. So that sounds like a dream life for me. Not <laughs> prison. I feel like I'd do quite well in prison. Yeah, but it's like. Gross, isn't it? It's London as well. It stinks probably this time. The river's yeah, full of shit. The river's full of shit. It still is, but <laughs> it was worse look, then. Look at that lovely view. The dead bodies and <laughs> the shit. steaming river. <laughs> but yeah, you know. I mean, he was 12, poor lad. I don't he know what he was, was thinking. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, so shortly after this, Prince Edward's mother, Elizabeth, went into sanctuary at Westminster Abbey with her other children, including the young Prince Richard, who was nine at the time. So obviously... The Queen Elizabeth, who was the wife of the late Edward IV, freaks out and gets herself into sanctuary. And for those of you who don't know, sanctuary is just where you go to a church, you stay there and no one can harm you because you're basically protected by God and faith. And um, it worked. Most of the time it worked. So she was safe and she'd been there before. She was there when Edward IV usurped. She stayed there for quite a while. But obviously this time she didn't have her husband to come to her rescue. So I imagine she was pretty terrified. Probably. With all her kids. Can't imagine that was a fun sleepover in a church. With a bunch of monks. <laughs> a bunch of monks. I can't imagine they smelt very nice. No. Well, I don't know. Do you have to wash and stuff if you're a monk? I don't know about that. Monkism. Monkism? The monk life. Monk life. The hashtag monk life. <laughs> okay, so shortly after this, Rog convinced Elizabeth to hand over Prince Richard so he could partake in his brother's coronation and he was placed in the tower too. So I don't think she was too alarmed. Well, I would have been personally alarmed. But anyway, somehow Prince Richard gets in the tower with his brother and they're probably like, yeah, reunite. But... Okay, so the conspiracy. We start off with the most straightforward... Richard killed them off. And this is obviously Richard III, not Prince Richard. Uh, he was nine. <laughs> so, 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 a little um, bit angry, okay? <laughs> yeah. 
So it's most widely believed that due to Richard III's ambitions and power, he arranged the princes to be smothered in a ruthless murder. This is obviously what's been supported by with uh, Shakespeare. I think this is what, don't quote me on this, I've definitely watched like a, a remake of this somewhere. I think Horrible Histories covered it and they said that they were probably smothered. Yeah, I mean, that's that seems to be like the general... Yeah. Idea of a like weird way to not really because if you think about it, poison's fairly complicated. I'm guessing, I don't know, I haven't killed anyone with poison, but I'm guessing, and you have to buy it so that somebody knows. Yeah, and I'm thinking it's also quite obvious. I think if if you use certain poisons that they've been poisoned and they're kids, you know, how many people are going to want to actually butcher these kids? You know, that's just mean. I mean, it suggests a certain element of care. Yeah, I mean, they were princes, and I think if they were murdered, which is somewhat likely, then, you know, that they're still, like, these people are like celebrities slash gods, mm. you know, that this is, this was a guy that was supposed to be the next king, you know, um, chosen by God, son of Edward the Fourth, descendant of all these great previous kings, so, you know, smothering seems like a fairly less gory approach yeah also i suppose it's a lot easier to pull it off with a child than an adult yeah obviously the main issue when you're trying to smother an adult i said obviously as if i would know um <laughs> my prior experience <laughs> is that obviously they can fight back because they've got full body strength but yeah for a 12 year old i imagine it's quite hard or a nine-year-old yeah and i mean it also it's it's quiet, you know, I, I don't know if people were about, but there could have been because it was a prison. So, you know, it's it's like a quiet way to get rid of them quietly. So, yeah, no murder weapon, technically, because, well, no murder weapon they could find because sleeping on it. Yeah, you know, so, yeah. But yeah, so Shakespeare published, like, the idea of the, like, hunchback evil villain. He um, dramatised it. Yeah, yeah, so... But then Which he, he would have, I mean, it was his job. But yeah, he had to sell tickets. irritating is that people have gone, well, Shakespeare said he was a hunchback. Well, Shakespeare also wrote plays about people becoming donkeys. <laughs> so realistically... Yeah, plus Shakespeare was not anywhere near, like, alive at this point. He can't exactly say you met him. And he was biased anyway, because he didn't want to get killed by either James or Elizabeth. Elizabeth, yeah. Because obviously Elizabeth the first is on the throne because Henry the Eighth's on the throne, Henry the Eighth's on the throne because Henry the Seventh's on the throne, and Henry Seventh's on the throne because he defeated Richard the Third in the Battle of Bosworth. So, you know, it'd be kind of like you going to a show, and then someone gets on stage and starts slagging off your nan. Okay, you're not exactly going to be thrilled about it. Exactly. So, that's basically what it's about. But about look how great these people were. Look how evil these people were you know mm. just selling tickets making money it's also propaganda technically yeah yeah so take it with a pinch of salt really yeah so conspiracy two uh richard killed them off again it's the same again, <laughs> again. <laughs> well it's um also it's important to note that even if richard is responsible i'd highly doubt he actually did it himself because, God no. Yeah, I don't think he'd 
risk that anyway but anyway you hire someone the second thing is sorry i'm picturing like some sort of like zorro man like <laughs> st- stalking into the tower like whoa there's probably just some random donny in a pair of um we'll get on tights well, not a donny in a pair of tights but why wouldn't you be in a pair of tights what they all about them is it i don't know well if you wouldn't have had his dickies on <laughs> how do you know you weren't a thing anyway so the second idea is kind of the same uh, except it's sort of a series of escalating events starting with Richard trying to do the right thing as he was the senior male of his family so in terms of succession it does make sense that he would it's called a protectorate he would basically run the country until Edward was old enough so Edward could take control at 12 if he wanted to because some idiots thought that's old enough for him to rule uh, but it was more likely that a relative would rule for him and this had happened before for example henry the sixth you know he'd come to the throne when he was something like nine months old so a lot of people had ruled yeah, for him he was making some great decisions at nine months <laughs> oh absolutely yeah his uncle um i think that's humphrey duke of gloucester he ruled for him for a long for a while and all sorts of other things but a lot of issues came out of that, so I think people were desperate for that not to happen. But um, what choice did they have? The poor boy was 12. So, you know, some people believe the Richard was trying to do the right thing by stepping into power. Uh, but he could have been worried that Edward V, as in little Prince Edward, was controlled by the Woodvilles, so his mother's family. And therefore, they could take everything away from Richard, Duke of Gloucester. So in a way, it's self-preservation. It's kind of like, get them before they get you. To be fair... I probably would have just been a monk if I was around at this time. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah. Why? This, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I know, but bear in mind, this is a very small part of the population. Most people are just like farmers and they're like, oh, the king died. Yeah, living oh, well. in a bunch of mud huts. Yeah, but like not, some all shit. <laughs> not all of them. Some of them are merchants. You know, the merchants are quite wealthy. I'm basically... seasick. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you could have you been like a baker. Do they have to get up, like, four in the morning? Well, I hate to break it to you, but there's no perfect career. You know, you can't be, like, I don't know, a media celebrity in 1483. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they have any podcasts back in the uh, War of the Roses. Okay, so with this idea, um, it is important to mention that it didn't help Richard III to have them killed. Um, I know, obviously, it kind of... Well, it's important to note that Richard was actually given the throne possibly before his nephews died. Well, the day of his coronation is before the sort of gap yeah. begins. So he was coronated supposedly before they died, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it could have been him. But, yeah, he didn't actually need to kill them. He told everyone they were illeg- illegitimate and everyone was like, okay, fairs enough, you should be king. But... <laughs> probably not like that but so it didn't help him obviously because like we said you know everyone was like oh my god you killed your nephews that's absolutely clowned <laughs> what it's only a bunch of peasants being like yeah Richard he's so clapped <laughs> <laughs> and yeah on top of all this like, that we haven't mentioned because of these rumours um, a lot of other rumours were added to him for example people said that he killed his wife and Neville the mother of his son who died Neville. Don't get into Neville, okay? I they were a powerful keep, family. I just keep picturing Neville from Harry Potter. <laughs> if it helps. And Neville from Harry Potter. Oh, 
anyway, she died of something. And people blame Richard because apparently they thought Richard wanted to marry his niece, Elizabeth of York. Hmm. So that's Edward the Fourth's eldest daughter, hmm. also called Elizabeth, like her mom. So people thought that he wanted to marry her. I don't know why. Probably something to do with power. Either way, grim. Yeah, royal. Yeah. But yeah, that's I don't actually that's contested. I, I don't think he actually wanted to marry his niece. Um, I hope not. But. I don't think he murdered his wife because let's be honest, he could die from cold back then. You, you can now. Yeah, but I feel like it'd be worse back then. Oh yeah, influenza, get a bit of the plague. Yeah, a bit of a cheeky bit of the plague. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, the the rumors didn't exactly help him. So the other conspiracy is that Richard had um. Someone called Henry Stafford, Duke of Buckingham, to kill them for him. That was his sort of like right hand man for a while before he turned on him. Um, Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, so that's one of the theories. But I mean, at this point, it's just people pointing fingers. For example, Henry Tudor's up there. They, they, some people believe that he could have killed them to gain favour. This is Henry the Seventh, as in Henry the Eighth's dad. So he started the started the Tudor dynasty. Uh, though this would have been difficult to carry out, and not knowing what happened to them actually overshadowed his reign, and his life was threatened several times by it, because people kept pretending to be the princes, because no one actually knew if they were alive or dead, or who killed them, or where they were buried, or whatever. Some random, like, 12-year-old streak on, like, Yeah, my name's Edward! <laughs> Basically, yeah. Pip, <laughs> Yeah, so, so yeah, I don't actually think Henry did it. And then there's also Margaret Beaufort, who's Henry Tudor's mum. She's a key political background player. She's actually a bit of a girl boss, in my opinion. She had Henry when she was 13 and managed to survive the actual shit show that was the War of the Roses. Um, So, yeah, some people say it was her because it would have helped to carry her cause, trying to, like, you know, frame Richard III um, and help her son gain favour. But, again, I just think that's a bit... I wouldn't like to think so, because she's kind of one of the only decent people here. Yeah, true. Because I just... I don't know. Yeah. It just seems a bit outlandish, you know? Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, one of the other ideas is that Edward V, as in Prince Edward, died of an illness. So there is actually an account by his doctor who says that Edward was praying for forgiveness, talking about heaven, he was ill, etc, etc. So some people believe that he just died and was discreetly buried and for whatever reason people weren't told about it. Well, that's dumb, because people weren't told about it. You feel like they would be told about it. I don't know, I don't know. Maybe they were like, this is going to cause some panic. Or maybe Richard had already been crowned, so they were like, never mind. Where did the wee one go? Richard? The nine-year-old? No idea. Yeah, I mean, none of these ideas are perfect. Um, Yeah, and then there is an idea that perhaps Elizabeth didn't hand over her actual sons, that perhaps she handed <laughs> a fake Richard over and uh, that he <laughs> ran away. Hand of Donny from the street. <laughs> yeah. One of the choir boys and was like, here you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what would someone have to pay you to be like to go in the Tower of London and pretend to be someone else and possibly die? About a quid, give or take. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. 
But yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one. But at the same time, I don't think that a mother would be like, hmm, let's hand over my my son to this crazy uncle guy. I mean, he literally nicked her other son. I know, yeah. yeah be like, yeah, well, that's such quite good logic. Have my other kid, who's younger. Yeah, it, yeah, it just doesn't sit right with me. And I mean... Unless she didn't like him. <laughs> why would she not like him? Maybe he was kind of a smelly kid. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, like you. No. Okay. Abusing me on my own podcast. And then, yeah, the idea that maybe both of them escaped and lived normal lives. And there is, there's evidence to support this. You know, in the UK, people claim to have seen clues in um, churches, buildings, etc. over the country that prove that one of the princes could have started a life there. Um, but what do you mean by that? I saw it. On oh, TikTok. On <laughs> TikTok? Yeah. Fair play, actually. That's why I'm not giving exact facts, because I don't know the facts. Mm. But I know that there are theories that they just left. Okay, so one of the things a lot of people don't actually know about the princes in the tower is that someone has actually confessed to killing them before. Pardon? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's this well, guy here, then? <laughs> called Sir J- James... I don't know if it's... Tyrell or Tyrell? I'm going to go with Tyrell. Tyrell, probably. And he was constable of the tower, so, you know, he had access. He was powerful, connected, you know. He was probably knew Richard quite well. Yeah. So he actually confessed to murdering the princes uh, during torture, and I couldn't find why. Um, why he was being tortured. Yeah. Spontaneous torture. Spontaneous <laughs> torture. But, um, yeah, so I think that's interesting to consider. Um Consider someone actually admitted to murder. Oh, I was just right, it was during torture. It was during torture, you know, which makes you think the poor guy was probably just desperate for it to end, so he was going to say anything, wasn't he? So, besides, I can't think of an obvious motive except being told what to do. Mm. That just takes us back to Richard again. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. Um, Yeah, another thing that's important to mention with the princes in the tower um, is all the pretenders, the people who impersonated them and there were quite a few not the band not the band <laughs> no. I mean yeah let's sit here and talk about the pretenders <laughs> don't get me wrong <laughs> anyway um, yes yeah, so there were many rebellions during Henry VII's reign because no one really knew what happened to these princes it was a diamond opportunity for people to try and get into power and Henry VII had a lot of enemies you know a lot of the Yorkists still survived a lot of them weren't happy with what had happened they weren't happy with having a tudor on the throne because he was basically a nobody with you know he hadn't been in the country for years he'd been living in in france in exile so he was a bit of a nobody so yeah everyone was like who's this weirdo and then he was king so people weren't happy with that um so yeah the most famous pretenders were lambert simnel and perkin warbeck um Simnel impersonated Edward IV's nephew, Edward, who was placed in the tower by Henry VII and died there. So that's not Prince Edward, that's another Edward. Fourth. Yeah, yeah. Edward. Um, and the other, Warbeck, impersonated Richard, Duke of York. So that's the younger one of the princes in the tower. That's the nine-year-old. Um, so Warbeck arrived in Ireland in ni- uh, 1491 with his master, who was a silk merchant, and he told people that he was Prince Richard, as you do. Yes, I'm with a silk merchant. <laughs> yeah. That's a likely outcome. <laughs> so some people believed he was trained for this role, but it's not known. Um, 
He got support from Margaret of Burgundy, Edward IV's sister, who hated the Tudors, and Charles VIII of France, who wanted to stop Henry from taking over Brittany. Um, that's the spears. Land. <laughs> not the spears. That's <laughs> Brittany, the land, not the spears. His support grew with the Yorkists, and people joined his side. Um, he even got support from James IV of Scotland, and um, James IV of Scotland gave him a royal wife. Uh, I think it was his cousin, and not <laughs> as in James the Fourth, uh, the fourth cousin. And he gave him a pension worth five hundred thousand pounds a year in today's money. So that's you know. Okay, I should try that one. Yeah, that's a serious, <laughs> a serious uh, pension. And uh, yeah, but unfor- well, not unfortunately actually, but yeah, Henry Tudor's army prevailed, and Warbeck's invasion was over in two weeks. Uh, but as he wasn't English, he couldn't be tried for treason, so Henry invited him to stay at court. However, he tried to escape, so Henry put him in the stocks and then in the tower. Um, however, his Scottish wife went on to become a lady-in-waiting for Henry's queen. Yay. So, you know, end quite well for her. Really, yeah, she was happy in that position, and good for her. Yeah, I can't imagine being married to some silk merchant boy was, was great. True. Yeah. Do you reckon he still kept it up? Well, actually, Warbeck tried to escape again, but he was hung, drawn, and quartered. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he... Uh, Ended great for him, then. Yeah. Him. I mean, Henry Tudor tried. He tried to get him to just be in the court and just chill, chill but Warbeck wasn't having it. So, yeah, that's most of the conspiracies I could find. So, what do we think? <laughs> most of them... That was ten. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's all sorts, you know. People it's have been, been a long time for these people to think of these. I guess. Yeah, people have been thinking about this for a long time, but you know, no one is really sure, and anyone who definitely knew is long dead. So true. I doubt they wrote it down. I don't. <laughs> so today, <laughs> I dear diary. Today <laughs> I committed murder. <laughs> Dear diary today, I was smothered. <laughs> nice. No, I mean, they've obviously they've been refused in the testing the bodies that they found, and I assume Charles would probably refuse as well. I can't see him saying yeah if his mum said no. Yeah, I don't see. It. I think they've already been buried, and I don't think that they'll take them out and excavate them because. Doing that to our own royalty is barbaric. I don't think they'll be doing it. Which, I don't know, it is. The, it feels like the right thing to do, but part of me just want to know what happened. But then how much... I don't know how much they'd be able to tell. I mean, if they discovered they were the princes, it's still how do they die, who killed them? Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't change the fact that Charles is on the throne. True. And if it's not the princes, then people can just say, well... Maybe the People bones are still somewhere else. They're just some kids in a box. Yeah, exactly. That is disturbing. But yeah. <laughs> well, it's disturbing anyway, but yeah. So, what do you think, Spinny T? I don't really know, obviously, for, like, years it was kind of drilled into me that it was Richard and, you know, he hadn't smothered and... But... It would be nice to think that they escaped and, you know, had a bit of a... Yeah, I mean, it's nice. Old grand time with some silk boys, but... (laughs) 
I think it's probably very likely that they, they died. I'm just not sure how. I think the idea that they died of an illness, I, d- I don't know, something about that just doesn't feel right. The way that they would have, the way that they went about it afterwards wouldn't make sense to me if they did die of an illness. No, because, you know, people did die a lot. Kids did die a lot. So if they'd have turned around and been like, look, they died of an illness, people would have been like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Oh no. Smallpox once again. Yeah. In fact, if that had happened, it would have been better for Richard III to be honest about it. He wasn't an idiot. No, I'm guessing not. I don't know him personally, but... (laughs) (laughs) So who do you think it was? If he was murdered, or they were murdered. I'd like to believe that Richard wasn't as bad as we've sort of been told. So maybe if it was Richard... I mean, how do you murder someone not out of malice? I don't know, especially if you give an order, because it's like, you know, you can have it stopped. Yeah, exactly. Like, he'd have, I doubt he was staying in the next room. Like, he would have had to have marched over there and done it himself, if it was out of anger. Yeah. Like. You know, plus, like we've said, like, he managed to become king without having to go near him, you know? So why would he then have them killed? Maybe they killed each other. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Well, no. I guess, and maybe he had them killed because he thought that the Woodvilles were going to break them out, you know. Yeah, that is, to be fair, I mean, the Woodvilles, it's a very valid threat at the time, so. Yeah, maybe he thought they were going to come after him, which, you know, maybe the idea that he started off trying to do the right thing and then ended up doing the wrong thing, maybe it's true. Did he pay for it? Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing, like. It's not very good foresight on his part to think that he wouldn't get any fallout from it. Exactly. He, he didn't die the nicest death himself. So. No. I think a possibility is that someone did it on his behalf, or at least they thought they were doing it on his behalf, but didn't actually have his word. Maybe. Yeah. Once again, Thomas Beckett. You know, that sort of idea that some people thought they were helping him, but actually they weren't. You know, we don't actually know why he fell out, why Richard III fell out with Henry Stafford. Maybe it was to do with that, you know. Maybe. But yeah, we don't know. We don't we know don't. if they died. We don't know if it's them that's buried. We don't know how or why or who did it. Well, what was the point in this then? Don't know. Good question. Well, anyway, um, thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Veil. Thank you for joining me today, Becky. You're welcome. I've had a nice time. Good. (laughs) Because if you haven't, I'm still posting it. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to like and follow us. Join us next week for some more crime, mystery and conspiracy content.